0: Hi, and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, editor in chief at iPhone Life.
1: I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher. I'm Colin Thomas, writer and producer at iPhone Life.
0: We're excited to have Colin on the show for the first time today. He's been at iPhone Life for a while, but he's not been on the podcast before. So, welcome, Colin.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's, actually, it's
0: <laughs> pretty fun. For those
2: of you who have taken our classes, Colin uh, helps us lead the classes, but he's often behind the scenes. So, it's uh, nice to get him in front of the camera.
0: And today we're talking about our buyer's guide. We have an annual buyer's guide we do every year where we give recommendations for products across all of the categories of iPhone and iPad-related gear that you might want to buy. And Cullen wrote our headphones roundup this year. He tested a lot of products, so he'll be sharing headphone recommendations. We also have lots of other recommendations, including smart home products, cases, photography gear, fitness gear, all that. So stick around and we'll get into that soon. First, we have a message from our sponsor.
2: So yeah, today's sponsor is, let me just check my notes real quick, is Fanatic. For those of you, they've been a long time sponsor. So you've been listening to the podcast. You've heard me profess my love for the uh, Pocket Informant app. Basically, it's, we like to call it the calendar app Apple should have made. And the reason for that is because there's this weird confusion in Apple's apps where you have reminders and you have calendars and you have to figure out are you scheduling something or are you reminding yourself of something? So what Pocket Informant has done is that they've combined the reminders and the calendar app into one app. It's both makes the app really powerful but they've done an excellent job making also really easy to use they also have a lot of really convenient views for like viewing your month viewing your week they have dark mode now which is really nice and finally it syncs across all of your platforms so on mac on your iphone if you're a pc user that's particularly nice because you can use it on pc so make sure you check it out it's free to download free to try they have a premium service as well for two ninety nine a month
0: We also want to tell you about our Daily Tip newsletter. Um, It's our free service that I highly recommend you signing up for if you haven't already. If you go to iPhoneLife.com slash Daily Tips, you can sign up there. Our Daily Tip newsletter sends you one thing that you can do with your iPhone that you can learn in one minute a day. So it's really easy to use. And uh, before you know it, you'll have a lot of knowledge about your iPhone and can help all of your friends. Uh, so go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up. And now we want to tell you about our favorite tip this week. Um, I have AirPods. I believe Colin and David do too. I do. Do you? I Paul? don't. Oh, no, I, don't. Our oh, oh, oh anti- I forgot. AirPods person over here. <laughs> Paulin has the voice tested of the, the AirPods, and he has chosen not to get them. It oh, they're has, great. They're he really has another great. favorite that uh, another pair of headphones he likes better.
2: And we'll get to that in our buyers' guide. We will talk about that later.
0: Stick around for that. Um, but anyways, David and I love our AirPods. We don't have the AirPods Pro, although we'll talk about that also in the buyers' guide. Um, but anyways, you can check the charging status of your AirPods really easily. Um, More easily than with other AirPods, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) So this tip is how to do that. Um, It's not always that intuitive because the AirPods, they don't really have any buttons or anything on them. It's hard to know where to start if you get them. But basically all you have to do is open your AirPods case within Bluetooth range of your phone. And a little pop-up screen will show up on your screen that will tell you... The charging status, not only of the charging case, but also of each AirPod, because mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing. Sometimes one AirPod will be drained more than the other if you've been listening with just one, because that's an option.
2: Do you do that? I've never once listened with just one.
0: I have not done it like on purpose. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> um, I feel like occasionally I've taken one out when someone comes into my office, uh, and okay. then it'll still play. Anyways, but I usually listen with both. But there are other ways to check your status. Too, you can ask Siri what the status oh, of your char- I didn't your know that. AirPods, and you can also add a widget to your Today View. And you do that by swiping left to right from your home screen, scrolling down, tap Edit at the bottom of your Today View, and from there you can add in your um, you can add in a battery widget and it shows the battery status of different Bluetooth-connected devices and also of all of your Apple devices, I feel like this including tip, AirPods.
2: I feel like this tip is a perfect example of why Colin's wrong and we're right <laughs> <laughs> because Apple just has such an advantage over every other person making headphones and that they can build it into the operating system. And I love this feature, by the way. I don't know about you, but I like, love flipping open my headphone case and seeing the battery. It's so convenient, and I also have the widget. I have not asked Siri, so that's a new one for me. One? I haven't asked
1: Siri either, but I'm going to blow your minds here because it works with third-party headphones as oh, long as oh, they connect with Bluetooth. <laughs> so you can even with, not with every, because they ha- the manufacturer has to implement it, but with most um, w- true wireless earbuds and with many headsets, if it's connected by Bluetooth, you'll see it in your batteries widget. It's battery. It's battery level in your battery widget. Oh, okay, and well, that is
0: one thing to mention with the battery widget. Like right now, my AirPods are in the office, but they must not be paired, so it's not showing me them. You're so, just
1: a little too far away for them to pick up the Bluetooth signal. Yeah, my so headphones that's a are in the annoying. other room too, so it's you don't you won't see it on my screen, but it's it, it works.
0: Yeah, I wish yeah. it always showed it. Yeah, but I, I do. It's still is very useful.
2: One other tip, especially if you're like Colin and you're using a third-party headphones. <laughs> uh, on the top third, right corner, third-rate don't be like Cullen. <laughs> 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 the there are a lot right of great... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cullen will now tell you about his favorite Bluetooth headphones. Uh, on the top right corner, when you are synced with a Bluetooth headphone, it shows a little Bluetooth icon. I'm pretty sure you now have to swipe down to see it, but there, in that icon will tell you the battery life of your Bluetooth headphones. So that's a nice other place oh. to look. The top right corner where it shows you that you're connected to headphones, there's all, I think it's for all Bluetooth headphones, but at least most of them, it gives you a little battery gauge of how, how much battery's left on the Bluetooth headphones. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. bonus I didn't know tip, about that. <laughs>
0: bonus <Yeah>. tip. <laughs> Uh, Next, I want to tell you about our insider program. We have a premium educational service called iPhone Life Insider. And this is our premium service that teaches you like basically everything that you can do with your Apple devices, with your iPhone and iPad and other mobile Apple devices. Um, We have in-depth video guides that teach you for instance, how to use iOS 13 or start teaches you from scratch how to use your iPhone or iPad. We also have our full archive of iPhone Life magazine, so you get access to more than 30 back issues of iPhone Life and you get each new issue of iPhone Life delivered straight to your iPhone or iPad. We also have um, daily video tips, so we give you a video version of those daily tips I was telling you about and it teaches you cool things you can do with your phone in a minute a day. Uh, We also have an Ask an Editor service where you can ask us your tech-related problems and we'll help you find solutions. We're here to help. And we also (laughs) Uh have an ad-free version of this podcast and exclusive content just for insiders. And we've got
2: really good exclusive content this episode. In case you're on the fence, we're going to talk about uh, the new streaming services, so Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus. So stay tuned if you're an insider. If you're not, go subscribe so you can hear that section. Yes. And so what's the special URL?
0: Um, We have a special discount for podcast listeners. It's $5 off if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Again, that's iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Colin today is going to tell us a question that one of our premium subscribers of Insider has asked and how he's helped assist them because Colin's been taking on some of these questions lately.
1: Yeah, uh, Sarah brought me in to answer her Hey hey Sarah column questions. (laughs) So pretend I'm Sarah. I'm working on changing my name. Uh, Tom asked, "Uh, my question for you is that my iPhone ringtones, which worked great just for... uh, for two days, disappeared as soon as I activated my Apple Watch. Mm. Now I can get the vibrate and a set of high-pitched tones from the watch, but the watch seems to have the capability to play music on the Apple Watch, but not ringtones. I've searched the internet, and there have been a lot of customer comments going back to previous Apple Watch versions, but I could not find my solution or a specific answer. Thank you for your knowledge in iPhone Life magazine. Tom. <laughs> You're Tom. welcome, Tom. You're welcome, Tom. And here is, here is my answer. Um, when I first got my Apple Watch, and I have the original first-generation Apple Watch, original gangster, so some of, some of my uh, uh, that, I was Watch. on
2: that. I just upgraded. I do recommend upgrading. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it's, it. <laughs> it's hard out there for original gangsters. These, uh,
1: these Apple Watches are cooler than I thought they would They're be. They're really cool. going to plug it. I wasn't really expecting how much I would love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I first got my Apple Watch, this exact question really flummoxed me. I was like, why does it not... It can play speakerphone uh-huh. sounds, but it won't play music. So, looking into it a little bit, um, it will not—you cannot do a custom ringtone on your Apple Watch. But you can route your ringtones back to your phone. So, if your watch—if for whatever reason when you first turn on your watch, and it seems like your phone has suddenly fallen silent and you're getting all your notifications on your watch. The reason is there's a slightly arcane set of rules for where the notifications are routed normally. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you what those rules are. If your, phone, if your iPhone is unlocked, then you will get your notifications on your iPhone. If your iPhone is locked or asleep, then you will get your notifications on your watch unless the watch is locked. Um, and if you've got wrist detection on with your watch, then it won't be locked when it's on your wrist, even if the screen is off. And if you enable Do Not Disturb on your watch, the notifications will go back to your iPhone. So if you're confused about where your notifications are going, like <laughs> why is my phone... Why would anyone <laughs> be confused about that? Right? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so clear. Yeah. I would never have known that if I, I, see, I hadn't found it on the Apple website. It's
2: funny because I feel like I had over the years, I've had my watch for a few years now, deduced that's what was happening. Because <laughs> it, it, it is intuitive if you're actually in daily use, if you have your phone open and you're using it, a <laughs> notification pops up on your phone. If your phone is yeah. not open in front of you, it pops up on your watch. That's basically what they're saying. Apple,
0: right. like, in general, tries to send you notifications to the device it thinks you're using. Yeah, Right. So that makes and sense. And if your
1: phone is locked, then they assume you're not using yeah. it. Yeah. And the notification goes to your watch. But that means that when the phone rings, you don't get your custom ringtone. You just mm. hear your watch going ping, ping, ping. So if you want your custom ringtone back, the easiest way to do that is to just set your watch to Do Not Disturb and leave it that way.
2: But then you don't get all the notifications on your watch, which is like such a nice, valuable part of a watch.
0: It is well, it I depends mean, guess. on who you are. I was yeah. gonna say David really likes that. One of the reasons I don't um, like always want to wear my Apple Watch is I feel like that's a little disruptive. Oh really? For me. Oh, wow. I kind of like tuning out notifications sometimes. Yeah. I, I like my of... Apple Watch the most for fitness tracking.
2: Uh, I, I Definitely finish tracking is
1: great. I'm on Data yeah. side here. I like the notifications on the watch sometimes, but most of the time I would rather see them in bulk when I decide mm. to take the time to look for them. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like I have a moment a now see. to catch up on whatever my watch, my phone has been trying to tell me. I
0: think, We I like think to batch process our <laughs> notifications. <laughs> yeah, I'm all
2: about lean processing. Yeah. I think for me... It's that you guys just must be less OCD than I am (laughs) because I end up checking my phone, (laughs) (laughs) at least in this particular way, (laughs) I end up checking my phone very regularly to see if I got notifications if I Mm. don't have my watch on. Whereas if I have my watch on and my notifications are going through my watch, I'm much less likely to go on my phone, get distracted on Facebook or social media, I'm much, much less likely to kind of be a little bit OCD about checking and I just trust that they'll come through my watch. So I like it because it's a little more of a passive way to view my notifications and I'm not as disrupted.
0: You're not like sucked into the rabbit hole of your phone. That does happen to me constantly where I go to my phone, I'm like, oh, I need to set a reminder for this thing. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm on Facebook and I'm like, what the hell?
1: Or, or reading about <laughs> suspension bridges on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, so though. Apple watches do help with that. The one thing
2: about notifications on my watch that it's really <laughs> I don't like is there's – I've complained about this in the past in the podcast. But there's a pretty universal sim- signal if you're staring at your watch that, like, you are not interested in what's going on in front of you. Either you're running late, you have to go, you're bored, where somehow that didn't, in my opinion, translate to a phone. Like If I'm sitting there talking to somebody, and I go like that, it's pretty clear that I got a notification, I'm checking it. And so it happens to me a lot, especially with people who may not be Apple Watch users, where I'll get a text message, I think I'm being polite by just glancing my watch and going right back to the conversation, (laughs) and they're like, oh, are you running late, do you have to go somewhere, what's going on?
1: Why are you so worried about what time it is? Yeah, and
2: especially if I'm on like a group notification, like a group text message thread where it just keeps popping up and I can't not look at it, (laughs) Uh, and I find myself Like preemptively explaining it sometimes, where I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm getting notifications on my watch. I'm not bored.
0: It's true. (laughs) That I was gonna say. I feel like there's a very specific feeling if someone looks at their watch, where you're like, oh, you don't have time for me. Yeah, and it
2: weirdly doesn't translate to your phone, even though people check their.
0: People are more used to people being like addicted to their phones. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like the midwestern thigh slap. (laughs) So. <laughs> well, we're ready to go. It's like the oh. symbol for I'm in a hurry I or I have to leave. You I know. know. The well, I, now you're going to not. notice it. I'm like, like at the end of the conversation, people go, I've never heard Well, <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. I, I love this old Western thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, um, we have a second sponsor this episode, Rockform, that David's going to tell you about.
2: <laughs> Bringing us back, Donna, from the weeds. Yes. Uh, Rockform is, you know, we're about to talk about holidays and uh different gifts and they're a really excellent case manufacturer i'm going to tell you about their crystal case it's only forty dollars so it's really affordable has military grade protection uh, and the other thing that I love about it, it's, it's still slim. So it's slim and affordable and good protection. Those are sort of the magic three you're looking for. It also, r- what Rockform specializes in is mounting solution. So it has magnetic mounting and you can mount it to any magnetic surface. So any metal surface, you can mount it to it. So it's a really excellent case. It's particularly good if you want to do biking or if you want to you know, mount it to your dash or something like that. So make sure you check it out at rockform.com, or we'll link to it in our show notes at iphonelife.com slash podcast.
0: Thanks, David. And now we're going to get into our Holiday Buyer's Guide recommendations. Uh, I'm just pulling up our issue, because we, right now our current iPhone Life magazine issue that's on newsstands is our Holiday Buyer's Guide. So we're going to be referring to that throughout this special and- Section of the and if you're, an insi- <laughs> if you're an insider, sorry, if you're an
2: insider trailing off, make sure you check out. Uh, we, uh, you get a free digital subscription to this magazine, so make sure you check it out. I'm sure we emailed you about it, but as a reminder, go check it out. You can see it in your iPhone Life portal, or you can download. We have an iPhone Life app, uh, and you can subscribe that that way as well.
0: Yes, uh, I wrote the cases roundup, so I'll get us started with that. Uh, my favorite case that I uh, featured in this article was by Casely. They just came out with a monthly subscription for iPhone cases, and I just thought that was a fun, uh, mm-hmm. creative idea. I do like to switch it up with my cases. I think it's a fun way to show some personality, to like you know have different styles. I tend to go with more patterned options, and Casely has some really fun ones. It's $15 a month, and I think if you are going for like a bigger gift for someone, getting them either a year or a few months of Casely is uh, a fun idea. They also have three different levels. You can get like a slim profile, um, their medium one, and then they also have a battery case option, which I don't personally love battery cases. Um, I would rather carry around an external charger and attach that when I would like to instead of just having a bulky case on all the time when also I do have the iPhone 11 Pro and so I already have pretty good battery life, so. Anyways, if you have an older <laughs> phone, I can see why you might want a battery case, but it's not my first choice. Um, other cases featured is the Nomad case that David actually has on his phone right now. If you're watching the video um, version. It is a leather case. Um, it Swanky. is. Thank this you. one's aging really well. Like you don't even see any scuffs on it. But in general, Nomad they kind of go for that the fact that over time it's just going to look better because it'll have that patina, and and it's true.
2: Yeah, and I've been really happy with this case. It's a nice combination of like with a leather case, like I would have been concerned that it would have been not very protective, but it is still protective, but it looks a little bit swankier than a normal case, and I agree it's aging pretty well, and like you were saying – even as it starts to get a little distressed, like I like that look for leather, and so that's mm. nice. I've been happy with it. I will say, as people in the office know, I drop my phone constantly. So I'm a really <laughs> good like tester of phone cases, <laughs> and my phone is intact, so that's good <laughs>
1: And I
0: believe that uh, David right now has just the plain, rugged case, and that I think was forty nine ninety five the one I featured. In the buyer's guide is the folio case. So it folds over the front and has room for credit cards and also protects the cover of your phone. I mean, the display of your phone. And that was $80. So with the leather, you are paying more of a premium. I have a couple other case recommendations. The Otterbox Statement series is one that David tested uh-huh. for me. Again, um, tested it
2: really thoroughly. Yes. <laughs> and it has a clear
0: back so you can see the nice Apple logo and design, which is nice. Um, it also is pretty slim for an OtterBox case. They tend to have bulkier cases. It's $39.95. Um, I'm going to be linking in the podcast notes to all of these products, so you don't have to remember them here if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. I will have a list of these products mentioned. What I
2: liked about this one, by the way, you already got to some of it. I don't tend to love OtterBox cases because they tend to be a little bit too bulky for me. Yeah. This one was a little bit slimmer. It also, it's a clear case, but the bottom, say, third has a material on it. it it's leather. It's, yeah. yeah, it's leather, and they have a fun a, a few fun styles, and I feel like it's kind of hard to have a case that like looks stylish and fun. uh, And I liked that while still being protective and not overly protective. So I felt like it hit a lot of happy mediums and especially for OtterBox, they don't always hit the mark on that. Um, So I was happy with it.
0: Next we're gonna talk about iPad Pro accessories. I'll hand it over to you, David. Yeah,
2: so I wrote the iPad Pro Gear Roundup. Um, A few accessories that I would recommend. I found some really fun ones. First of all, if you don't have an Apple Pencil, that's always a great gift for somebody who has an iPad but not an Apple Pencil. Uh, the new the Apple Pencil 2, if you have an iPad that's compatible, is particularly cool. It can magnetically uh, charge from your iPad, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. I, When preparing for it, to- Cohen and I taught an iPad class, and we were messing around with it, and it's really fun. Um, that one's an obvious one. I'm assuming most people have heard of it. One that I think every iPad owner should have, and I don't know that many people who do, is a glass screen protector for your iPad.
0: Uh, yeah. So
2: Zag has a really excellent glass screen protector. Not only does it protect your screen, but it also uh, blocks blue light. Blue light that coming from electronic devices can kind of mess with your circadian rhythms, create eye strain, mess with your sleep patterns. So I like that as well. It's nice little... I don't notice it, which is important. Like, it doesn't make my screen look weird, but I feel like it's a little bit easier on my eyes. Uh, And most importantly, iPads have gotten really expensive. So uh, screen protector is really nice for that. Um,
0: And that one was, it's $59 for that screen protector. So it's kind of pricey, honestly. But it is, like, getting a good quality one. Yeah. I mean, the iPad Pro... Is really expensive, so you might as well spend a little extra to protect it.
2: In general, my recommendation for any for iPhones and iPads is a to get a glass screen protector for both, and b to not try to save money on that. <laughs> like, yeah. don't have that. It's like trying to save money on an insurance policy. That's not the right place to save money. Uh, so get a nicer one because there's the my experience is the quality of glass varies a lot. Um, Another product that I've absolutely loved is the Bridge uh, Bluetooth keyboard. You have that, right, Donna? Yeah, I really like it, too. How it works is basically uh, it's a Bluetooth keyboard, obviously. uh, And in general, I will say that I've really enjoyed having a Bluetooth keyboard with my iPad. There's a lot of fun shortcuts with your keyboard, they're similar to the Mac shortcuts, and they make them easier. They make my iPad a lot easier to use, a lot closer to a professional-level device where I can send emails and navigate the web, things like that. For example, on the web, you can hit Command T, and it'll open up a new tab on your browser and or on your Safari browser, and things like that. Um, so I've really enjoyed the Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, this one particularly is nice. It has these little like clamshell things that you like stick your iPad into, and then it's on a hinge. So it's, I really, I'm having trouble describing, but I really like it because what it ends up doing is you can have your iPad at just about any angle. Mm -hmm. And I find that I have a hard time with typical cases of getting my iPad at the right angle that I want. Yeah. So I really like that. It also looks really nice. It looks like something Apple would have made. And in fact, it, it looks like they're metallic, uh, like MacBook Pro. So it ends up looking a lot like a MacBook when you're carrying it around. I think it people does. think a I have a MacBook, MacBook. a lot. Yeah. yeah, which is confusing to people, but it looks really sleek. It's also um, has a backlit keyboard, which is really nice as well. So you can have some backlighting there.
0: It's also nice because you can use it, like you can um, type from your lap, like you don't have to have it on a hard surface to get it at the right angle. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of like folio cases that like fold over the back, you have to be on a hard surface in order for that to work yeah, or else it's going to just like absolutely. crumple and be a mess. Absolutely. Which I've had frustrating experiences with.
2: Yeah. What
1: was that one called again?
2: Oh, that is the Bridge Pro. Bridge spelled B-R-Y-D-G-E.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, it's spell. $150. Yeah, it's
2: a little bit on the on the more expensive end, but it, it was worth it in my opinion because uh, it was really nice and it was unique. I hadn't seen a lot of other keyboards like that. Uh, one last thing I'll, I'll throw out there because cases are always important. I particularly like folio-style cases for iPads for that same reason I was talking about where I find that folio-style cases can hold the iPad at the right angle. Um, So the one I'm using right now is the Spec Presidio Pro. Uh, Affordable case, good protection, folio-style. I don't find that, like, there's a huge distinction between folio cases. I just tend to like reputable brands and a little bit more on the protective end as opposed to the slim ones because iPads aren't that portable anyway. So I recommend going with a, a little bit more of a protective folio style case, in my opinion, and I have the Spec Presidio Pro Folio.
0: You said you, you don't think iPads are very portable? Uh, the,
2: I, like, in other words, I tend to make sure I have a slim case on my iPhone cuz I just throw it in my pocket. Right. But my iPads go in my backpack. So the difference between like a little bit more protective case and a slim case in my opinion that trade-off is not worth it for an iPad. Okay, a slimmer I get that. case, it's still going in my backpack. Yeah. And the thicker cases like still aren't that thick, where it's not portable, so it doesn't really add a big amount of weight to me, and I feel a lot safer because iPads are really expensive.
0: Yes, true. But you're right, they're
2: portable. Unlike, They're more portable than a computer, less than an iPhone. (laughs) Got it, got it, got
0: it. Colin, let's hand it over to you to tell us about headphones.
1: Uh, And David will, of course, chime in here since he's done the uh, headphones article in years past. I do love my headphones. Yes. Yes, there's lots to talk about with headphones. I ended up featuring five. Um, and the the one to start with is the Sony WH1000XM3, which great name, <laughs> yeah, which is an, an incredibly memorable name um, <laughs> that you will have already forgotten. The Sony's—it's hard not to write a headphone roundup and feature them because for the last few years they've really been at the top of the market. Yeah, they're not that expensive compared to some of the other high-end headphones mm-hmm. out there, and if you're looking for Bluetooth audio quality, which of course is going to be capped. Because Bluetooth is not as good as AirPlay, so AirPlay is is a, a better audio quality than Bluetooth. But um, the best Bluetooth headphones out there are going to be the Sony's, the Sony WH one thousand XM 3s They're they're uh, they're three hundred dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. they're three hundred. Well, the two hundred two hundred they're upper two hundreds now. They just took a hundred dollars off the price. Yeah, and take oh. a
2: look in Black Friday because these are ones that are often go on sale yep. on Black Friday.
1: And they've been around for a couple of years. So they're but they're still at the top of the market. They're amazing. And
2: they've updated them a couple times. So they it's the same basic headphone, but they've improved it. And this is this is where Colin and I do absolutely agree on headphones. I love these. These are my go-to headphones. I use them at the office. I use them when I'm traveling. So I tend to I'm someone who has tends to have two sets of headphones. Uh I have my really portable ones, which I use my AirPods for, which I yep. love. But when I'm traveling, I want noise cancellation. I want, uh, you know, I want the full over ear experience to to block out, have better sound quality, that sort of thing. Especially when I'm on an airplane, being I able totally to listen to podcasts or movies, AirPods just don't quite cut it. Um, so I love these. These are definitely my favorite as well. When you
1: really want an immersive audio experience, you want some over ear headphones. The AirPods are great for walking around, and we'll talk and. Speaking of the AirPods, let's move on to those. Um, the AirPod Pro is out now. Yeah, we didn't feature those in our iPod in our buyer's guide because they weren't even announced mm-hmm. yet when we when we wrote that. But um, let's talk about the, Air, the AirPod Pros. Are you guys excited about it?
0: Um, I have decided not to get them. Mm-hmm. I think that they're cool for people who really would like noise cancellation. They're two hundred fifty dollars as opposed to well, it's like one. 29 to 199, depending on whether you get if you get the new AirPods with the charging case, it's more expensive. Which anyway, do
2: get the charging case? Yeah, I like the do charging case. Do yourself a favor. The wireless cool. charging case. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Um, and but the AirPods Pro, they're like 100 dollars more than mm-hmm. so they're 250, but they're noise canceling. And I the review we have uh, one of our uh, listeners who actually wrote an article about the AirPods Pro and has been really happy with the noise canceling feature. Mm. Hmm. i guess Um, sound quality is pretty comparable i
1: haven't tested them so you know take this with a grain of salt but i am skeptical that in-ear headphones active noise canceling is going to be all that impressive
0: yeah i i don't think that um any of them can compare to an over-ear headphone from things i've read yeah
2: i mean this is going to be maybe a little bit of a a hot take because i know that like before these airpod pros came out everyone was asking for all of those features they they <laughs> wanted like noise cancellation and they also wanted the like secure fit but for me every feature they added i like explicitly do not want <laughs> and i feel weird about it cuz i want to be excited about it i understand that there's value in those features but i love the thing that i love about my airpods is i can just throw them in my ear that right. like the secure fit is uncomfortable to me. And I also like ambient noise. I like I use them when I'm at the gym or when I'm like on a walk or going for a run and I like to be able to have a little bit of ambient noise leak in and know what's around me. Like say if I'm on a mm. walk, I wanna know if there's a car nearby. It's a
1: safety concern when you're out for a job. Yeah, and if I'm yeah. talking
2: on the phone, it feels weird to have every noise canceled out around me. So like, I also like, Donna, what do you think? As an AirPod user, do you do they ever fall out? They do. You, do oh, actually. Really? Like, I, okay. I ran
0: a five k recently, and that was a bit of an issue running. Okay. Um, where it seems like in one ear they fit, and then the other one, I probably like every few minutes had to adjust it so it wouldn't fall mm. out, and that's a little annoying. Okay, that would um, be annoying. The AirPods Pro are water resistant, and the reviews have said they fit a lot more securely. That being said, like at the office, I have the same experience as you, where I would prefer to be more aware of my surroundings like the our reviewer was saying how he would use these in the coffee shop and loved how it would turn basically the scene around him into like a Charlie Chaplin movie how he would just not <laughs> hear all the like clashing of silverware and music and this and that I'm like that sounds actually a little disorienting to me mm. to be in the middle of a coffee shop and to be looking around and feel like I'm in a Charlie Chaplin movie <laughs> like Jeez. I don't think I want that I, and I'm a little
2: bit <laughs> spoiled because I have yeah, me access too. to headphones. But, like, I do want that at times but when I want that. And, in particular, in coffee shops when I'm working, I do want noise cancellation. But then I have my Sony.
0: Or screaming babies. That sounds yeah. nice. To so, like, have that be. Yes, silent movie. <laughs> I
2: understand that for some people they only want one set of headphones, and these sort of can be both your noise cancelling and your portable yeah. uh
1: i I see that appre- i appreciate the value there, especially for people who had a hard time getting the airpods to stay in their ears. yeah, I mean, a lot of people report that their ears don't aren't the right shape for the airpods See for me I mean, the they AirPods must aren't the like... right shape for their ears but <laughs> it, I, I um Personally, I don't use the AirPods. I use uh, Creative Labs Outlier Air, which is a set of uh, true wireless earbuds, which I've been very happy with. Mm -hmm. And unlike the AirPods, they have a, a, um, what's it called, hearing aid style fit, where Mm. they kind of fit into your ear canal a little bit. Um, And they block out most sound around you. They're not active noise canceling, they're just like earplugs. Um, but I love them. I think their sound quality is great. They're only $60. So they're way cheaper than AirPods. And
0: that's uh, a great, great gift price point. Jeff. Yeah,
1: they would make a good gift. I think that they're a good competitor to the AirPods. I think they're pretty equal in terms of value. And they and mostly it's just a taste difference. Hmm. Do you like a close fit with your earbuds? Or do you like it to be a little looser? If you mm-hmm. like it closer than the Creative Outlier Airs are a are really a good set of earbuds.
2: Well, and the thing that you've said, because for me, the thing that I love about AirPods is just how they... Always work with my phone. They sync so reliably and like it's integrated into the phone's operating system. But you said that these are particularly reliable. Yeah, in terms I tested
1: of connectivity. a lot of w- true wireless earbuds mm-hmm. and most of them are plagued with connection issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, there, I, I'm not going to call out any specific brands here, but <laughs> I went through a lot of different sets and they were consistently yeah. very troubled yeah. with connection issues. In particular, to the, the point wireless that I w- earbuds. I wouldn't use them. Yeah. And I would recommend that you be very careful when you're looking to buy wireless earbuds that you buy one which is highly rated for its connectivity. Mm-hmm. The Creative Outlier errors were really good. They I've never had a connection issue with them. Um, with uh, iOS 13, there's a weird thing that when you walk out of wireless range from your home wireless, there's a momentary connection glitch. Oh, that's annoying. Um, and that, that Actually, booted most of the AirPods or earbuds that I was testing out of my phone altogether, Hmm. and I had to reconnect them. Oh wow! That doesn't happen with the AirPods, and it doesn't happen with the Creative Outlier Airs.
0: What about sound quality?
1: They're good. They're good. They're about the same. Well, so there is an upper limit to sound quality with Bluetooth Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: Bluetooth only has so much bandwidth, and um, the the uh, AirPods. And the creative outliers are both at about the upper limit of what Bluetooth can do. The um, the Sony XM XM3s that we talked about are also Bluetooth, but they do some special sleight of hand with special codecs that let them push their sound quality up a little further. And in general, too, you have
2: you know what you're connecting with, but you also just have the quality of the actual headphones and with wireless bluetooth headphones there's the little earbuds i mean they're so small that there's a limit to how much sound you can pack into them and what you can put in how much sophisticated technology so and that's part of why again i like having a wireless for when i'm out about but i don't care about sound quality because you're never going to get great sound quality uh and that includes airpods uh and then having a truly over-ear experience for for that immersive, want better sound quality. Rich, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, the AirPods Pro are even smaller than the AirPods. Really? Which
2: is yeah. Like, it's One kind of
1: nice thing to say about them is that that antenna sticking out of your ear has gotten smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. don't quite look like the dopey Android. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other headphones you want to tell us about?
1: Uh, I was impressed with the Jaybird Terra Pros. Uh, those are they have the connector that goes around the back of your neck, um, which a lot of people don't like, but yeah. the nice thing about yeah, it you is- Yeah, you give a look. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. Um, but if you don't mind it, it does mean that your battery life is a lot longer because you can fit a bigger battery. Mm-hmm. Um, again, their sound quality is about the same as the AirPods and the, um, and the Creative Outliers, uh, but their battery life is longer and they're very sturdy. Um, mm. A little harder to lose when there's only one piece. The last one I wanted to feature was the JBL650BTNC. This, this is an on-ear um, Bluetooth headset, which I really liked because it, of all the ones I tested, there's a new feature that is all the rage of I- integrating voice assistants yeah, into yeah, your yeah, headsets. Yeah. And this was the only one that I tested that really made that into a positive feature, hmm. that it was useful. I could have all three of Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri set up on the same Headsets. Oh, that's so trippy. Mm. And I and use different gestures to access the different ones. <laughs> and I found myself actually using it, <laughs> much to my surprise. I found myself using it a lot um, and really enjoying having things like Google Assistant will read my text messages to me as they arrive. Mm. A feature which now Siri will do, but only with the the latest generation of mm-hmm. AirPods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I like the sound quality with those JBLs, and I like and I found them to be consistent, reliable, and of a, of a good make.
2: Great. I'll just cool. throw in a couple more quickly uh, that sort of round this out. One of them is the One Mores, uh, and those are a wired set of earbuds uh, that uh, have a lightning adapter, so they're specifically for iPhone. What's particularly nice about these is they have... Uh, they have, they're have they called triple drivers. So they literally have three drivers and that's what we were talking about where sound quality drivers of the things that create the sound. So if you have three drivers what you can do is you can separate your bass, your mid-tones and your high, high notes and then you end up with a lot clearer sound. So these just hit a really nice sweet spot of being affordable with really nice sound quality. Of course they're wired, which is good and bad. It's nice because you don't have to worry about battery life and connectivity, but you do have to have a strap connected from your phone to your ears. Um, Another one is the- uh, The other
1: nice thing about wired Mm -hmm. is that it's a much higher sound quality. Yeah, If you're really looking for the best audiophile sort of quality of sound, you want a wired headset, actually. Mm -hmm. They're slightly uh, more annoying to use because of the wire, but it makes a big difference.
0: At your desk, it's not that inconvenient. I like that for desk use.
2: And the other one I'll throw out there is the Jabra Sport. These are on-ear headphones. What I like about them, mostly they have nice sound quality and they're really affordable. And that's a nice combination. They are Bluetooth but not noise-canceling. And that's how they kind of hit that sweet spot of being very affordable while still having nice sound quality is they kind of don't have a lot of extra features. Um, But, Donna, you use those for a long time, right?
0: I did use those, and um, I use them even running. Yeah, yeah, and I I liked them a lot. I can't remember like why I retired them. I think I just liked my AirPods and started <laughs> using those more. But they were like really lightweight; didn't give me a headache. Um, that's one thing. Like basically with headphones in general, I think you really need to try them yourself. Yeah, like personal fit for the earbuds, like Colin mentioned, or over ear headphones. It really varies depending on the person what's gonna work for you. Um, For me, over-ear headphones rarely work because I get a headache from them. Mm -hmm. Um, So these ones were good in that way for Mm -hmm. me. They didn't cause headaches. David has some smart home products he'll tell us about. And then if you want the rest of our buyer's guide, remember you can always subscribe to Insider at iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount. And we have more gear recommendations for you there. More of everything. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, smart home products are a little bit tricky for gift giving because they tend to be on the more expensive end. I'll give you a few yes. ones that maybe are cheap enough to give as gifts, and then I'll give you some that maybe you want to give as a gift to yourself because they're expensive. <laughs> uh, so on the cheaper end, uh, a smart plug is sort of the, the gateway drug to smart homes because they're cheap, they're easy to use and set up. Uh, and basically how they work is you can you plug it into a, a, a pl- outlet, and then you plug something into it, and it essentially makes whatever you plug in a smart device in the sense that you can program it with Siri or with HomeKit, uh, and so you can have it on a schedule. So what the one I recommend is uh, the Belkin Wemo. The reason why is what I just said. It worked with HomeKit, and therefore it works with Siri. Uh, I'll give you a, a use case for that. It's I have 30 one. bucks. It's 30 bucks, yeah, yeah, so it's not too expensive. I have one, I actually have one in each of my bathrooms, and I have it plugged into a space heater. So in the mornings, before I wake up, it turns on automatically and warms up my bathroom so that when I go in the bathroom in the morning, it's warm because my bathroom tends to be cold. Uh, That's really nice. It's re- yeah, it's really convenient. Um, there's a lot of cool uses you can have for them. The one thing I will warn you of for any smart plug is some electronics do not automatically turn on and off when you plug them in. Um, So you have to make sure you're using it with something that will automatically turn on when you plug it in and turn off when you plug it off or when you unplug it. In particular, what's annoying is that it it tends to be the more expensive electronics that are smart enough that they won't turn on when you plug them in. So you tend to want to end up using them with cheaper products, which is weird.
0: Well, like with a space heater, when you have the on switch on and then plug it in? Exactly. Is that what you mean? That's what I
2: mean. But some space heaters, if you... Unplug it and plug it back in. You have to go and turn it on all over again. Oh, annoying. and that won't work. Okay, a little
1: safety feature probably.
2: Yeah. yeah, or it's just sort of like I have a fan where this is the case for, and it's because it's like a little bit more of a high-end fan where you have to like set which of the many settings you have, and you can set, mm. it, you can do all sorts of weird things with it. So yeah, you want to make sure you're connecting with the right product. Um, another one that could be a gift is a smart doorbell. Um, you know, they range in price. Uh, the one I'm using is the Remo. Uh and that's only like $99, so it's not too crazy.
0: Is that Ring Ring doorbell? No, no? I
2: mean there is a Ring doorbell, that's oh, just not the I one. I thought I'm that's using. the one you were using. No, it's the remote. Okay. Uh and what I like about this, it's funny cuz it felt like almost like a little bit of a gimmick when I set it up because the actual use case of somebody ringing the doorbell and talking to them over video is like not that this is a little bit gimmicky like you don't really need it but I found it to be really nice as a security feature because it notifies me whenever there's motion so it's really convenient to just it's like it's a camera that I, it notifies me whenever there's motion I can check through the app and see who's there I can talk to them if I want to. I can also, like, it's one of those things where there's these little subtle conveniences, like I can check and see, like, did the mailman come? Did he have my package from Amazon today? Little things like that. Um, And also it is nice when somebody's at the door, if you, like, sometimes I'll be at the office and nobody will be home and they'll ring the doorbell and I can say, hi, I'm not home right now, leave the package or, you know, whatever.
0: That's super convenient for especially packages that might need a signature. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know
2: that. I think they probably would still require a signature.
1: Yeah, but at least you'd know they were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could, like, run home or go to the post office after work or whatever without having to check your your post box.
0: Especially (laughs) where we live, where everything's five minutes away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And just the ability to talk to somebody when you're, like, without having to come to the door, either because you're not at home or you don't want to come to the door, is really nice. Mm. Um, Another one that I think, two more products I think everybody should have. Uh, one of them is a smart thermostat uh, that's one of the few products that will actually smart home products will actually save you money <laughs> <laughs> uh, these smart home products tend to be expensive but these it are if you have a smart thermostat it will control your uh, your ac and your heating in, in such a way where you often end up saving money because you're much more intelligent with it my favorite one right now is the ecobee it has some really cool features where it has little sensors that you can put all around your house so that it bases the temperature it's using not just on what the thermostat itself is sensing but what room you're in. So it knows what room you're in and what the temperature is of that room. Mm. Uh, in particular, I have an old house where the temperature tends to vary a lot. A lot of those around here. Yeah, yeah. and so I really enjoy it because I can, and you can set up intelligently where you can say in the evening, use the one in my bedroom, but during the day I'm not gonna be there, so then use the one in my office. That's
0: so cool.
1: You're selling me on that.
0: Yeah. Like it's really,
2: it's pretty cool. Uh, and it also works with HomeKit, so you can use Siri with it. You can just be like, hey Siri, turn my temperature to 70 degrees. Oh, shoot. I just actually did that. <laughs> um, so that's a really nice feature as Whoopsies. well. Um, so I recommend that. Another one that is really nice is a smart lock. If you are uh, – I just find them really convenient because they automatically lock when I leave the house and automatically unlock when I get home so I never have to worry about it my, my home's always locked and safe but it, for me it always feels unlocked I just get home and I open the door and it's fine it's also particularly convenient for like if somebody's coming to your house let's say I have somebody stopping by my house and they need to pick something up and I'm not home I can just unlock it from wherever I am which is nice I can use Siri to unlock it uh, if I have a guest staying, I can give them temporary access. I don't have to like hide a key nearby. Um, so I really enjoy Smart Locks. The one I have is the August Home. Uh, Donna, you can probably tell me the prices yeah, <laughs> of all of these um, things.
0: Yeah, that's $229. Okay. And again, all the products mentioned in today's podcast, you can find links and prices at iPhoneLife.com slash podcast. And that's all the products we have time for today. Uh, thank you so much for... Uh, sticking around for the iPhone Life podcast. And if you're an insider, stick around a little bit longer and we'll tell you about Apple TV Plus and the new Disney service. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone.